Hey everyone, welcome to Basic Binges. I'm Sabina Graves, your host here on Nom Talk Network. I'm also a writer at io9 and I've been recapping the Moon Knight series over there for them as well. But my favorite part of Moon Knight Wednesday is hanging out with my friends here and talking about the episode. So I'm excited to introduce you to our awesome panel. Um, there's never a smooth way to transition to like people introducing themselves. So I'm gonna toss my imaginary crescent moon thing to Whitney. Hey, how's it going guys? I'm happy to be back here and talk all Moonlight and all Oscar Isaac, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then next to me, I'm going to toss it over to Mike. <laughs> Wait, Wait, which one? Moon Knight <laughs> one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I could, I could, because I could toss this. You just to grabbed Mikey. it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, hey, Whitney. Thank you for that. Thank you, Sabina, for having me on again. Moon Knight Mike here. How's everyone doing? I'm excited to get into episode three. I'm uh, Mike Lee is below me, so I'm gonna drop this to Mike Lee. Mike, uh, Cash- wait, <laughs> hold on, wait. Okay, so I am Mike Lee, um, like the other Mike said, and I write for That's It LA. Um, we live entertainment and the nerds of color, so yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all, we are all like basically halfway, right? Six episodes for the show yeah. and mid, mid-season mid, yeah. mid-season and things are picking up we have friends and foes racing to egypt harrow's on his way to amit's tomb mark is trying to work alone layla is like i got this <laughs> and i just loved the opening which kind of sets up all these like different moving parts in regards to who's going to get there first um, what are y'all's initial thoughts on, you know, this, this setup and, and kind of how it all plays out? So I like how this thing is jumping to di- <clears throat> different genres seamlessly. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it, it just creates this unexpected excitement. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, first we have this, you know, dark psycho- um, psychological thriller. And now we're going into this whole uh, treasure hunting, um, who gets there first to the tomb sort of thing. So I, I, I really like that. And it still maintains that kind of, um, you know, psychological dynamic between Mark and, and uh, Steven, as well as Leia. It's like, okay, you know, it, this is all interesting, but who am I talking to sort of thing? But yeah, that's what I like about the show so far. Yeah, um, I agree, Mike. Um, for me, ever since the first episode, Moon Knight has been doing things that we haven't seen at all in the MCU, um, from the unreliable narrator to the horror elements, and now we're getting to the Raiders of the Lost Ark mummy type stuff. Yes. Um, yes. We haven't seen anything like this in, in any Marvel movie. Um, there's always there's always MacGuffins in every action movie over a hundred million dollar budget, of course, but but uh, you know this this in the tre- treasure in the desert archaeology kind of feel it's it's a really awesome throwback to it and i know that they're just scratching the surface with this episode um but getting to see these blend the, these blends of horror and psychological drama and 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 you know uh archaeological adventure movie it's just really exciting um whitney what did you think yeah legit the same thing it's so exciting to see adventure and horror and you're just kind of like you don't know what to expect 
And it's really cool seeing like the archaeological side, but also like learning more about Egyptology and also the cultural yes. side of things and kind of embracing a new culture. It's, it's so much fun. I'm all on board. Yes, no, definitely uh, touching on what you said, Whitney, the way that it handles just like all the little cultural details and nuance so authentically. Um, mm -hmm. The director, you know, said that he wasn't a fan of how Egypt's been portrayed in a lot of Western media, and he mm -hmm. really wanted it to, you know, be what he grew up in and you know I think for any of us who have seen our cultures like in various ways depicted over uh time and in pop culture it's it's so exciting to see this like every little thing and like you know there were the small touches in the opening scene and, like, uh, with her affiliate who was forging her passport uh, she dug into like the jar of Turkish delights you know like that was really cool and cute. I could like see how that is just like so relatable. I mean, at least I would think so in, in, in ways that were like, oh yeah, like this, this makes sense and like is really believable. And it wasn't like, you know, it done in a way that was like super obvious. It was just like, it was subtle and it was awesome. And now I want to know what Turkish delights tastes like. I've never had a Turkish delight. And forgive me, I totally thought those were marshmallows. <laughs> um, there were marshmallows as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. It's like is a that jar a of marshmallows. Is, is that a Zemo thing? I was like, did she just, maybe that's just telling about her childhood. She just had like loved marshmallows and they used to give her marshmallows when she was in the office. Uh, but no, Turkish delights makes way more sense. And I love that, you know? So um, yeah, now I'm curious about what they taste like. <laughs> Mike, have you, Michael Lee, have you had any tur Turkish delights before? I've never had one. Oh my gosh, um, I, what are I you doing? To, I don't know where to find them either. I should have just Google it actually now that I think about it, but yeah. Oh, uh, you find them at Narnia. That's I was where about you find to them. say Narnia. <laughs> yeah. Narnia? I don't have Looks a so closet. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I only really know Turkish delights from, you know, some of the things we've seen them in with like, in, in Marvel and also uh, the Mickey Mouse shorts. There's a whole episode about Mickey Mouse selling Turkish delights and it's really adorable, but they they seem to be like, uh, some of them seem marshmallowy, but then some of them seem gelatinous, I would say. Mm -hmm. And they're like very powdered um, okay. and very like square. So they come in like these trays usually that are like in these like very distinct um shapes of like just flat squares laid out or like in that jar they're just like really stacked <laughs> and stuff they're not like weirdly misshapen like marshmallows <laughs> you know <laughs> i think they actually have different flavors to them they're not some weird like thing of puff sugar i feel like they you know you could probably find them you know how sometimes tj maxx has like those boxes of chocolates that you can give people for christmas i feel like you could find them oh. there yeah, but, like at yeah. a grocery store or like a bakery or something. You know who might have them? World Market. Ooh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They would totally have them. Yeah. Like in the Moon Knight section. Right? In the Moon Knight <laughs> exactly. section. Exactly. In the Moon Knight section. Maybe I'll attempt to make them and we'll see. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I think that'd be pretty dope. That'd be really cool. Oh my gosh, do it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love the opening with Layla. She is so charming and just like is on it she's like i don't need no guy to like 
hunt this stuff down like she she's very determined and yes you know you we find out about her her father through the affiliate you know like you know some people were like is that her mom or is that like a relative and i didn't really get the vibe of like that intimate of a family member um but i did get the vibe that like you know they went way way back you know and that she knew that she was basically cut from the same cloth as her father uh with <laughs> growing up in dig sites and being her dad's little scarab which i'm like oh that's a tide of the MacGuffin, y'all like what do we think like her connection to that might be well um i i think that there's that um that connection between it, it just leads up to something bigger basically, um, between uh, Mark. Yeah, I think Mark, because I'm trying to remember who's who in this, yeah. in this scenario. But um, th there's there's going to be a reveal of, of some sort a big, that there's, um, I'm so sorry. I'm only like, like, tripping out, but um, there's, this, there's a connection between Mark and the father, which is why Layla feels like sort of a closeness to both of them. So that's my thoughts on it but seeing the episode i'm trying not to we, spoil we, we, it all. we randomly jump ahead it's okay we try to like oh. just be like oh this size <laughs> into something like, and then we kind of just bring it back so, so it's I'm, okay. I'm not trying to spoil okay. it okay. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone is here and like not seen the episode what are you doing leave the stream spoilers spoiler warning i try not to but like, it's in the title this there's season, a connection like, oh yeah you click on this you know <laughs> yeah. it's spoiler talk so you're good, Mike. You're good. Um, yeah, no, there's, oh my gosh. So yeah, speaking of which person we're, we're following in, in Oscar Isaac's fine body, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the episode kicks off with him as Mark Spector jumping around on rooftops, being like an awesome spy sort of person and like punching information out of people who won't give them information you know we get to see more of harrow's disciples um in in that regard like trying to you know dodge him i, I would even say trying to even distract him away from where harrow actually is um and you get Ooh. the back and forth between mark and steven where, where steven doesn't want to do anything violent and he tries to take him back to the airport again but then we get a full and complete blackout to where both steven and mark are very confused as to what went down what do you guys think went down like who who what is who did the thing who who did the murder y'all I think all of us are saying thinking the same thing right Whitney, yeah. Right? yeah 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 go ahead yeah. Whitney yeah yeah um yeah it's I think we're going to get introduced to a third personality mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Jake Lockley I believe Jake Lockley mm -hmm. and yeah so that should be interesting um we'll see what approach they take with them but I definitely think this is going to be the third personality what can you tease about Jake uh that you think might come into play uh, I know that he is, um, well, I, I mean, I don't know if tease, I'm trying to like tease around it. Um, he's, he's a, uh, he's a taxi driver. <laughs> I was like, Wait, well, it fits, yeah. honestly, yeah, it fits. With, with that, all that scenario. Yeah. So yeah, so he's definitely going to be more of the violent kind of, we think Mark's violent, but even then Mark is still kind of holds himself back. You know what I mean? Because like he could have, for example, he could have thrown people off the cliff or he was, you know, he kind of had a soft spot for that 
young kid because he's like he's just a kid to Khonshu and I think this is where Jake would have just been like a little more brutal Mm -hmm. it's funny because you can't really tease anything with this show they're going they're straying pretty far away from the source material with a character like Steven um, you would have expected him to be that billionaire that could afford to pay for a Moon Knight copter and and all this mm-hmm. other stuff and and his loyal, trusty sidekick Frenchie. That's out the window at this point in time in in, in this interpretation. So mm-hmm. if they do introduce Jake, we could get the cab driver who you know for the purposes of the comic. Uh, his persona as the cab driver was really to make sure that he has his ear to the ground and hears all these street level crimes um, mm-hmm. happening. It's it's almost like uh, Spider-Man listening to the police radars, right? Um, but at the same time, because they've thrown that book out the window, as far as we know, the one thing that I'm really curious about that I would love to see, but I don't think Marvel's going to go there necessarily, I think it would be a crazy if Jake Lockley was like a serial killer type. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. I like that. It might it be, honestly. Like Jack the Ripper like or something. Yeah. Ooh. Like to, to have him and Steven and, and even Khonshu have to battle that persona of him. Um, you know, that, that would be really creepy, but really interesting as well. And kind of it, it introduces you to a darker side mm-hmm. of the personalities that you know, um, Stephen Mark is kind of manifesting in his head. So I, I'd love to see something like that, which would be a completely out of left field twist uh, for fans of comics. But I don't know. Um, Mike Lee, what did you think? Everything that you said is just, and Whitney said it was just, because I'm not familiar with the source material, um, I, I, I've just been catching up with it right now. But um, I, I, I like all your theories and, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yes. No, thank you for like filling us in on some of that like context about who who that might be. Because like yeah. Mike and Michael Lee and I were coming into this world like, oh my gosh, who are these people? Who are these characters? And 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 like uh Moon Knight I, Mike said, like, you know, they are taking a bit of different things from the different runs, but they're not entirely remaining completely faithful to them. They're really, you know, creating an interpretation uh, that fits the story that like the showrunner really wants to tell. So I think that's, that's really awesome. And, you know, you really get a sense of um, a different sort of take on, on, on not only this character, but imbuing the different genres on it, because like you definitely get, especially in like the rooftop scenes, um, like the whole like born identity sort of like vibe where you know he's like trying to track down who did what and where they're going um talking about but this is what it seems like to me where there's lots of run-in and lots of like rooftops uh but no just in the sense that there's like this action genre that is being put in this movie um but yeah like um when when he has like that teen kid though uh what i found like really scary and like kind of like dark was you know this idea of um complete like faith in in Amit because this kid had a red scarf on him and red is like a big thing in this episode like there's so many characters I think even in some of the past ones but more so in this episode that have some sort of red coloring on Mm. them and he Mm. has that scarf and he lets he cuts his own scarf off and lets himself fall rather than to betray Amit and I thought that was really intense um but kind of shows that they're really up against something that 
you know, is, is terrifying. But that also reminds me of back in the Hail Hydra days where people would rather kill themselves than expose what the plans are. Little poison capsule in there too. Little yes. Poison yeah. capsule too. <laughs> Yeah, MCU cults, man. They're the worst. They're like, <laughs> yeah, cults. Just never join a cult uh, unless it's the <laughs> Avengers. Then it's okay. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what did what did you guys think of like sort of like that aspect of it and kind of like Conchu was really like he didn't care. He was like, oh, I thought he was going to talk and seemed very nonchalant. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny because. Conchu, and and we're probably going to get to this, uh, Sabina. I know that you're you're leading up to this, so forgive me if I'm jumping a, a slight bit ahead. We get to a point later on where we see how the Egyptian gods think about humans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the irony, of course, is that Conchu seems to be, as as you know, we'll get to later, the one that seems to be the most sympathetic about humans, and yet he was just like, yeah kid died doing this you know um so it's it's almost like maybe he still has that affection for humanity unlike a lot of other egyptian gods or let's say gods from space that are birthed of celestials but um you know i i think uh he he is callous when it comes to justice you know yeah uncompromising like is it more of a duty thing to him or does he like care you know and I don't think you didn't really jump too far ahead because, you know, the next part is, you know, Conchu's big bad idea is to make an eclipse signal a meeting of the gods to put Harrow on trial. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we kind of get that sense of, you know, he's doing that because he's trying to protect humanity from Harrow, utilizing, you know, Amit sort of like power of judgment to wipe out more people again. Because that works every time. That's like our death star, y'all. Um, and you know, we, we go in and we meet some of these gods that you're talking about and and their avatars, um, as part of this sort of trial, you know, we meet, we meet like, uh, Hathor, who is the goddess of love who has a past with Khonshu and they're also known as the goddess of the sky. So, you know, which actually also kind of ties back to something little at the end, um, and we kind of like see this sort of like they don't really care to be there, but they just are very much like we're gonna punish Konshu if he acts up, you know. Like I, I thought this trial was very, very not effective. <laughs> yeah, they, it's almost like they had their no. minds made up already, you know. They're just yeah. kind of like, here we are, we're detached from mankind. What do you want? You know. There's something, you know, I would I would also at a certain point, and I don't know, I think Marvel being the geniuses that they are are probably going to cross it all over. I alluded to space gods or, you know, just a couple of minutes ago. I'd love to see what happens if, you know, because at the time of the Egyptian gods and, and pharaohs and pyramids and stuff, the Eternals were on Earth, you know, mm-hmm. um, and much like these gods, they don't interfere with human affairs i think that that's just a god standpoint or something like that or a rule i mean so it makes me wonder are are people like osiris or uh you know isis or whoever are these guys kind of eternal ish you know like are are they also similar to that um but um yeah they're 
boy, uh, they they had it out for Kanshu, and mm-hmm. they just yes. didn't really, you know, they didn't care they about what he had to say. Um, you know, they just were re- re- ready, willing, and able to just, you know, um, discredit him and and send him away. Um, so in short, they suck. They just <laughs> no, MCU gods are terrible. Except oh my gosh, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, no, Mike Lee. What were you gonna say? No, no, yeah. no. Uh, what? Um, they're they're easily. I guess I would say they're easily duped into believing in Harrow because Harrow was all on. How can you believe this guy? He has multiple like personality problems. Yes, uh, issues. Kanchu, Con- Con- you've known Kanchu has issues. Why are you even giving him, you know, the time of day to talk to, uh, speak his mind? But yeah, I'm just here because he you shows know, up he, he without shows the up. staff. No yeah. staff. <laughs> no staff. So and he's trying to be all like humble and manipulative and charming. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it hurts me to say that this is a troubled man. I'm like, no, bro, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like he's very manipulative and yeah. And he's so he 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 uses words the way you know he speaks to his uh, disciples and followers. Like you know, very you know comforting and you know just you drop your guard sort of thing. And then that's how yeah. the, God, uh, the gods fall into fall into place basically. Do you guys had- think they all fall into place or that at least some of them might be in on it? Honestly, mm. I do I think so. I'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I, I do I would have think- put it past them, especially one of the gods. I, I would go, say go a little bit ahead, but yeah, especially yeah. one of the gods. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Osiris, who I think was hold- the one holding the court, right? He mm-hmm. was he was kind of mm-hmm. the lead Egyptian god. Um I, I definitely think there's something up with him. He just seems like a jerk. Um, but, <laughs> but but more than that, also, I kind of love how how Haro al- already kind of planned a lot of this. When he's when he's with his followers as the eclipse is happening, he's like, "I'm going to be taken really soon," you know, because Kanchi's getting desperate, and we know, I know what's going to happen right now. So he's all formulating all of this in his head. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't put past me, but uh, I wouldn't put it past him to have planned all of this in advance with whoever the avatar for Osiris is, or maybe some of the other gods that are present there. Um, he's, he's thinking a couple of steps ahead here. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, and even yeah. when like conscious was like, you guys betrayed humanity. And then he's like, no humanity, like abandoned us. So it mm-hmm. seems like this is like a vendetta, like, Mm-hmm. to be petty <laughs> yeah for sure and we have yeah because like, he said he... gods missing too right? yeah yeah because didn't uh can't you say something to the effect of like i this is a really really bad idea you know because i i've done something stupid before so that there is that you know that history between them that they, he's burned some bridges before yeah yeah and they even mm-hmm. tell him at the end of this trial like if you manipulate the sky one more time that's it for you we're gonna banish you into like a stone statue hmm. like it's serious <laughs> yes you know you gotta wonder though if if a man who has been banished and who knows that or i should say god if a god that has been banished who knows that you don't like him is desperate enough to call court with all of you guys I mean, shouldn't you take that seriously? <laughs> I mean, like, he knows he's not welcome there, but he's violating all of these rules just to get an audience with you uh, because desperate times clearly call for desperate measures. 
Um, so it, it, I just don't think that they give a crap about humanity, to be honest. At least, yeah, because like they could have gone to the dig site. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right there. You know, I mean. Go look around with your godly powers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you know, Hiro could go, oh, I was just visiting the sands uh, with my army and a bunch of dig tools. We're not doing anything suspicious. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, guys. If you just investigated further, I mean, you know, yeah. not yeah. even an inconvenience for them, you know? Luckily, uh, Hathor did, you know, pull Mark aside Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end and and suggested that he go look for the grave of one of Amit's followers, um, Senfu, who was the only one that knew the location of the tomb and kept it secret from the gods um, and kind of like gives him that lead to find that. And that makes him go over to like the marketplace and, you know, go up to like a juicer, which I'm like, honestly, I wanted a bag of juice when I saw that scene. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like some natural fruit juices for sure. Um, and he didn't even get talked to. He was like, and Layla was like, I already got the information. They happened to bump into each other. Yeah, that juice by the that, that juice, by the way, that she was drinking, um, I saw an Instagram post from a friend of mine who was, who's Middle Eastern. Apparently it's carob juice, and all you have to do to make it is, like, k- k- take carob syrup and honey and, like, warm water and mix it all together. Then you can create yourself a bag of Layla carob juice, so. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Put some booze in it, too, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And, uh. I, I liked this moment with with Mark and Layla because it was very much like, you know, former lovers, former partners, but we need each other. We got to work through our stuff, you know, on this mission. And I thought that was very cute. I'm I'm a sucker for those like adventure romances, you know, like you romancing the stone, yeah. Rom- or, like yeah. the mummy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially between the four C's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a moment that, um, because Sabino was, was talking about this, um, where Layla is like, you know what, I would have helped you, you know, if you just asked for it, sort of thing. But we all know how Mark is with his kind of oh, male ego. He's like, no, I didn't need any help. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting, though, seeing him kind of be vulnerable to let Stephen in back for, you know, like the Egyptology aspect of things. It was interesting seeing him realizing he's like, okay, all right, I do need your help with this. All right, you're the brains. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And just like that was cool to see too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought they were so charming, like on the boat and stuff, when they were like reminiscing about their wedding and the vulnerability aspect. And, you know, Mark's starting to realize, like you said, that they do need Stephen. Although that takes a while for the episode. I think he, he like, (laughs) You can tell he kind of realizes it, but he kind of like still is threatened mm-hmm. by Steven, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like he kind of wants to be present uh, when they meet up with Layla's former associate, Mogart, um, who y'all know mm-hmm. as the Midnight Man. There uh-huh. you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, who is played by the late Gaspard Uliel, um, you know, who you know, tragically passed away uh, in the past year. Um, 
but you know gave a really you know cool performance as this character who you know is like an underground collector of all sorts of artifacts <laughs> and somehow has like a jousting like <laughs> ring in the in, in the middle of his like really muse, outdoor museum I, I guess that's a vibe <laughs> he, he owns a medieval times restaurant in Cairo, and then he's got like artifacts there for people to browse while they eat their chicken and watch people jump. Um, yeah, he's he's the midnight medieval times man. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, and we got some interesting like location name drops in it because he refers mm-hmm. to Madripoor in regards yes. to dealings with Layla and we know what some Ooh. stuff went down there you know if there's connections Turkish to delights sh- and oh. Oh. so yeah. yeah there you go two yeah. two references <laughs> yeah Madripoor is where you go for mediocre episodes um no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the shade we're going there no 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 I'm kidding I'm kidding but (laughs) but the thing is I I think there's a lot of question because you know Moon Knight is such a new character again we talked about how he's the it's the first time a Disney Plus show is is uh introducing a a really original character to the MCU um there are a lot of questions originally about if this is part of the MCU is this tied to the MCU how is it Mm. I think the Madripoor reference definitively is a sign for everyone watching and probably our first that it is inherently part of this universe it it is taking place alongside things like uh Falcon Winter Soldier like WandaVision like all these other things um so so if there's any doubt um about whether this was one-off or part of the whole story part of the whole plan there you go it's it's part of it all um Madripoor you know confirms that um so i i did think that that was a nice little reference um yeah i really hope that she stole some stuff from sharon yeah (laughs) it's what she deserves (laughs) but um yeah it is even sharon (laughs) scroll sharon maybe scroll sharon scroll sharon (laughs) you know we will see also like sidebar i love that I, Oscar Isaac's uh, fake name in the scene is Rufino Estrada. <laughs> a good Easter egg. It's a good Easter egg. It's a good yeah. Easter egg, y'all. Like that's the name they went with. It's adorable. It's part of his real name. Um, I don't get the Rufino part. Do you guys know if there's like a connection no. to that? I just thought it sounded like Rufio, and I wanted to be like Rufino, <laughs> Rufino <laughs> as he was fighting. <laughs> no. Um, I, I only caught the Estrada part, but the Rufino yeah. part. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know the mm-hmm. Rufino part. So. Maybe an uncle of his? Who knows? Oh I'd my gosh. <laughs> He's been known to use some family. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, he tries to keep up this act and stuff and like, you know, go approaches the tomb because he wants to look at it and then Layla's like you should let Steven in so you can like know what he's doing and he's like no I got this like you know puffing up his ego mm-hmm. and he can't hold it together and obviously blows it and <laughs> at the same time Harrow shows up like who alerted him how did he know you see that purple magic again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
there's just something really funny about watching, you know, Oscar Isaac in the background, like talking to himself, like, and people are like, what the hell is he doing? Um, I don't know, just, just ways that they, they up the comedy in this without like going over the top and very subtly doing it. But um, yeah, I mean, Mark, man, you gotta learn to ask for help, buddy. <laughs> you gotta yeah, do it in right. a nice way. And then he just refuses just the entire time and yeah like arthur shows up and does the purple like mind control like i will show you the powers that are like very much like jafar's like snake eyes yes. staff oh, on him. literally oh, had the same like thoughts yes. i so had some funny. thoughts of like right? some aladdinness in it but yeah. i also didn't want to like assume well, like, <laughs> like in the I beginning thought... when he's running i was totally yeah. it's like one jump out of the bread line <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> I don't even see it, but by the way, wow! I think it's a good nod that reclaims these things, and they're done right this time. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Harrow being like the the wild like sorcerer with the staff was was great, and Mogart just like, what did he see? I want to know. Like, you see, like all the treasures in all the world, and was just sort of easily swayed. I don't know that happened too quickly for my taste. I would say I was like, "You're being offered not something tangible yet." Well, you could be a greedy guy, looking at his, you know, estate and everything. He, he just wants more and more. So, yeah, the, yeah. Thought, the thought of getting an entire treasure rather than a piece of a puzzle, or however he said it, yeah, that just appealed to him. And then Harrow blows up the tomb, which I thought was suspicious because if like Senfu is a follower of Amit, like why would Amit be totally cool with destroying this tomb? So that's why I'm also like, are you sure you're working for Amit? Like, yeah, what's going on? Going on. That's a good catch. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. And I I thought it was really cool that Layla, you know, used Mark being in a fight as a distraction to um, grab the pieces of the map. Uh, But what did y'all think about the fight sequence? Phenomenal. Just seeing him in his cape and glory. It was everything. It was amazing. And for that split second, Mr. Knight shows up and just gets impaled. And he's like, all right, Mark, have the body back. (laughs) This is wrong. This is a bad idea. (laughs) He's like, JK, JK. He's like, I'm a shish kebab. This is <laughs> not Time cool. out. Time Time out. out. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so- <laughs> oh my God. I bring this up constantly every week, but the imagery, uh, especially in that fight, is just is mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, from from the shot of him at the top of the 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 display case pyramid looking, you know, building, um, where he's just like looking down. That's such a total moon night shot. And then he jumps off and his cape forms a crescent moon. So cool. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is mm-hmm. Batman. This is our Batman. And the score. And Layla's necklace. Yes. Yeah. She was just I like, want that oh my necklace. Gosh. So yeah. bad. That is going to be a handy necklace. Heck yeah. Yeah. I bet you sales one's already on it, you know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to find that and buy it. <laughs> yeah. You oh, feel God. threatened here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Such a good a cool. sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling threatened used by our, by our necklace. <laughs> oh man just the way that he's launching crescent darts everywhere too um and and even yeah you know, when he protects like yeah yeah he's like grabbing ahead. it out of his chest like like yeah. what the heck how many like of the, how many can supply. you fit in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's gotta be a finite wait a minute how many is he throwing so yeah, yeah. 
they really amplify his powers a lot here because in the comics, these these crescent knights are it's it's equipment that he makes, right? He doesn't generate uh-huh. them out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he could just spin around and like five of them fly out like battering style, which is just awesome, um, with a flick of his cape is is really cool. And and even just like going in front of Layla with what you think is like this cloth cape and then shielding her and the bullets are doing nothing. I, I like he's got a bulletproof cloth cape. Um that's just awesome that invulnerability. So um pretty pretty cool that they they give him a little bit more powers here. Plus, you know, it's established in the Moon Knight mythology that his powers or his strength rather, it's dependent on the moon. And I believe there was a full moon in the background in this episode, right? Ooh. So he was when he's standing on the the thing and he's got that hero shot, I think I saw the full moon kind of covered by some clouds. Um, so I think that probably explains why he's like super, super powered in this one. And I, I love that. Those, those little details are just, you know, that's a good catch. I like that. <laughs> I'm always watching for the moon and, and what, <laughs> you know, in this, in, in this series. You gotta, so. With a moon, with a show <laughs> yeah. like moon. Night, yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah. And then, you know, Harrow disappears in a poof of purple, probably. <laughs> and, you know, we have like our our main characters like back together again. Um, personally, I think Steven should save the marriage. But, well, you know, we have Mark once mm-hmm. again being like, I'm taking over the body and not knowing how to figure out the star map. And Layla's like, you have to bring Steven in. And even Conchu is like, you gotta let Steven yeah. read this. Um, and together, like, you know, I think it's really cool that you, you get like um, Steven piecing the star together and being really adorable and cheeky to Layla. Um, I loved all of their moments. Yeah. And you get like, it's like a weird love triangle. Can we, can we talk about the transformation sequence where he's looking into the mirror as Mark and he's all hardened and then all of a sudden yeah. with the change of his expression, you know, it's a completely different character. It's amazing. Oscar yeah. Isaac. Just, it just shows you his talents. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So good. You can like portray that without dialogue. That is just amazing. Yeah. For, for the audience to know who's who, just with a glance, just with a look. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oscar, it's, when Oscar Isaac does that thing with his eyes where he says so much, but he doesn't actually verbalize anything. You get lost in his eyes. He can do that for two different characters in two different characters' personalities, like witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Genius moment. Oh, yeah. Oscar. Oh good acting. I, I also, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, this, this whole episode, him acting, even when he's uh, the voice of Khonshu, you know, coming out of him in, in the, in the, uh, the gods forum that he was at earlier in that episode, just like, it's a little over the top, sure, but like the way that he's, he's gesticulating and the voice coming out, it's such a transformative role. If, if this gets overlooked for Emmy's consideration, there's just no justice in, in the television. We are, we are canceling if, all award shows. Wait, yeah. Don Chio can get a, an award yeah. for, or a nomination for his one performance. I he think Oscar Isaac, can get, Oscar Isaac can get something. I mean, like between Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All At Once, like if these award mm-hmm. shows ignore these performances then they are antiquated and should be over <laughs> agreed yes. yes yes oh my gosh um 
Oh, do you want to bring up Layla again? She's just such a badass as well this whole episode. Like even in the moments where like Mark and Steven are having their struggles and they're being chased, um, you know, you get like she has like the moment with the flares, right? That that's this episode, right? Yes. No, <laughs> no, no, Wait, no. Is it? no, 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 it's not. Spoiler! Spoiler! You meant she's got a lot of flair. That's what a lot of flair in this episode. That was. That's what that was. Okay, this one. Okay. Cover that up pretty well. Well done. I don't think don't think it chased in the truck though. What's that? Don't they get chased in the truck though? Somebody's following them. That which we know. That yes. much we know. Somebody's Someone following is them. following them. Um, there was there was a moment where they're driving across the desert, and there's somebody yes. you know, just viewing them, them viewing but, their business. But we haven't met that. I mean, obviously they work for Haro. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but um, we haven't met those yeah. people yet. There hasn't been a conflict with those people yet. It's kind of a Chekhov's gun waiting for <laughs> very future episodes. But Layla oh. has her little technology star map. Yeah. Yes. Her- handy it's like you know she is awesomely equipped with this technology on a tablet of sorts which i personally love those apps on your phone where you can like see where the sky is and like kind yeah. of like see what stars are above you um which came in handy for this specifically because she was trying to scan um the the star that steven had put together but then they kind of realize that, oh no, like this is the sky from thousands of years ago. And, and that's when we get the moment where Conchu says mm. very like forlornly, you know, I remember every night sky, yeah. which, you know, has like, I feel like a double meaning because of course, he's like such an eternal like God being, but also because he had a thing with the goddess of the sky. So of course he'd remember every single sky um and then manipulates the sky one more time to help them yeah find the way to the tomb which is a really big sacrifice what are the most beautiful moments in mcu history we've never seen anything like that moment you know them just literally and i forgive me for doing this because this was the only song that was playing in my head when I was watching it they're rewriting the stars there's some diane Zac Efron and they're rewriting the stars <laughs> yeah. I mean and that's just, a like, good that's that a good song. drop right there yeah mm-hmm. but it's it's such a gorgeous scene and then everyone in Cairo is just seeing the stars you know signified as lines just moving back and forth across the sky we've never seen anything like this and it's such a beautiful freaking moment um, in in anything that the MCU has done. So, mad props for for to Mohammed Diab for that visual and for for gifting that to us because that yeah. is unique as hell. So, I want that to be my background on everything. <laughs> um, there's so many gorgeous shots, like the close-ups of like him, like motioning to Mark to like or Stephen to like you know move the sky with him and everything was was just so was so cool mm-hmm. and then you had that really sad moment where you know Concha tells Steven tell Mark to like find me um when 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 stuff goes down so mm-hmm. you know it was so it was so sad and he ends up being like a little like a statue <laughs> a little paperweight a little paperweight <laughs> a little paperweight 
<laughs> sold at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Stephen. Somewhere in a pyramid. Yeah, exactly. Which... Stephen, we have to sell all these paperweights. <laughs> no. <laughs> that should be an epic on its own you know steven chasing down this little girl who bought the conchu paper <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the right one He's like, like, that no is way. an egyptian god you're holding why not um, have this one i want that one <laughs> <laughs> um i have to i have to point out um you know we spent three episodes of Kanshu really just being derogatory to Steven as, as a character, the worm, the, the idiot, all of yeah. that. I think this is the first time that we've actually seen some sort of legitimate trust um, with Kanshu and Steven, which is one of the things that I love in terms of character progression here. Um, you know, I, I know that he doesn't have a whole lot of options, but Stephen kind of saving the day with his knowledge of Egyptology, the knowledge of the star maps, everything. Yeah. Um, that's him stepping up. We've seen him mostly, li literally in this episode in the backseat, but mostly in, when he's in the forefront, kind of doing a lot of things incompetently, not through any fault of his own. He's just not a spy or a superhero. Yeah, like, like when that. it comes to him bringing his skill set to the table, it, it shines when it's like, what he can lend to as opposed exactly. to like when mark was trying to do like the egyptology stuff he was just Useless. telling on himself exactly yeah. um and Kanshu, i think sees that and and kind of at least respects it develops a little bit more respect for him in this to the point where he allows him to help him manipulate the sky not that again he has a whole lot of options but that's a huge task to ask of anyone and to allow steven to do that and not command Stephen to bring out Mark, you know, um, that that's something that's that's growth, I think, in their relationship, because that's just as equally important as the Kanshu Mark relationship. So I don't know. I don't know what anyone else thought of that. Um, no, I agree. That, that's all I have to say, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are on the same page with this. And <laughs> oh, my gosh, like, I just want that. Like, you know how they have those. Um, Disney Plus, Star Wars, ambiance oh, yes. uh, video clips yeah. where it's just like, oh, this is the, the waters on Naboo or like going the through the port. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. If they had something like that for that. The like just the, the stars yeah, just stars. That'd be nice yeah. to like fall asleep too. And just <laughs> it would be really, really gorgeous. I uh, think we'll definitely be seeing that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, the sounds of duck being flipped. <laughs> <laughs> the waterfalls of Wakanda. The waterfalls of Wakanda. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else relaxing in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> True. Everything's pretty stressful. Well, yeah. Yeah, even, even Ant-Man like, like playing I said. the drums. <laughs> Lockdown with Ant-Man. Yeah, I, I wonder what the the quantum realm sounds the, like. Yeah, quantum being, realm. Yeah, I wonder what you being trapped in there for five minutes. <laughs> Creepy ass little dust mites just going across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they should like, do, do, do oh, like a whole U-lock thing where you just like random things. Three hours of it. It's like, oh, there's a thing on this time, time stamp right there. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Can be hit with like a pim thing and like 
gets giant <laughs> shrinks down that'd be awesome but yeah to, to close out the episode here you know it we end on a villain's monologue <laughs> and we so how is hero with this like pure like pyramid too it's like if he's like a normal man now how how are the gods like this is where i think i agree like osiris think- has to be in on it because yeah. it's just him and Osiris at the end mm-hmm. and he like villain monologues and is like you know I'm thankful for all the cruelty because it forged me and it makes me appreciate healing like that's some like real like toxic positivity there where it's yeah. like yeah. you know all that you did to me like made me better or whatever and mm. trying to like you know admit that he enjoyed that he like dealt all the pain he did but you know is gonna accomplish what he couldn't and i don't know i don't trust harrow i think that uh <laughs> he's not a good man no i think he's gonna That's turn fine. on his own people maybe oh 100 oh for yeah. sure yeah like he's collecting souls like we said so to put in cupcakes yeah. to, put in cupcakes. to put in cupcakes yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, to, to kind of put it on Khonshu too, you know, like this, everything that I'm going to do, it's because you did this, you know, I mean, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, you're, you're a douchebag. It's like, <laughs> no, you know, you can definitely control what you yourself are doing. Don't like the try to justify your actions, you know, yeah. I'm like, uh, no. But that conviction, I mean, like he, he genuinely does think that he's doing right um yeah. and and mad props to ethan hawk for just a tremendous you know performance here yeah. you know he's he's selling he's selling me on a villain that i think in the in the hands of a lesser actor would be very one note um yeah. he, hawk gives him this charisma um that you understand why you know so many people would follow this guy and and yeah. you know um he he genuinely truly believes you know, there's that whole cliche, you know, odd pearl about how the villain thinks that he's the hero of his own story. In this case, it couldn't be more true. You know, he, he literally thinks what he's doing is right. Um, and it's it just comes across in this monologue. Um, so, so, yeah, he's yeah, kind of terrifying that way. Very true. <laughs> Uh, I think you, your your audio cut out a little bit, Sabina. Oh, no, I am back. <laughs> you know, I was just agreeing with everything everyone is saying and, you know, just wanted to know to close out. We'll go through everyone's final thoughts. I mean, I like I said, I think he's a bad dude. I don't trust him. He has this, like, crazy, like, energy woo-woo, like, I'm going to make things right and thinks he's the hero uh, mm-hmm. sort of vibe. And, uh, nope. I'm not buying what he's selling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Knowing what we know after watching, you know, all the episodes, um, not the the four episodes, he's, he has a way with words. And sometimes I find myself like, this guy might be right, you know, but (laughs) but we know he's the villain. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I share the same sentiments because there'll be times like in the previous episode where he was speaking and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, wait, hold up. No, he's evil, like you know, <laughs> but you can see, right, how he's charming and manipulative. And that's actually even more scary than someone just 
being plain out evil because you already know that's bad, but he's disguising it and gaslighting. And that's what makes it, you know, that's why, like, you know, Sabina was saying, I definitely think that there's other gods involved and there's something shady going on behind the scenes. It's very hard to hear, you know, bad things coming out of Ethan Hawke and hate him <laughs> because you just get lost in those eyes and it just takes you back to four sunrise and, you know, <laughs> yeah. that and you're just like, what was that about genocide? I, I, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Thank you for this yeah. lentil soup. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can cook and you're dreamy. So, you know, um, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to listen to you this whole time. That's, that's probably how he charmed Osiris, you yeah. know, um, yeah. took, took him on a nice day out in Paris or something. Like that. uh, <laughs> that's but, all it took. <laughs> that's all it took. <laughs> Um, they watched oh. the Sunrise Trilogy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is watch the Sunrise Trilogy and talk about life and philosophy. <laughs> everything in between. Um, no, he's a charismatic guy, um, Harrow is, and a scary one, but uh, mm -hmm. you, you kind of get him. He's despicable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone, um, I'm excited for next week's episode. It's going to be it's gonna be wild and we'll all be on the same page <laughs> it, it, by then um i'm i'm sabina and i think oscar isaac is dreamy and, and and ethan hawk is also dreamy so um i'm just gonna throw that in there because we've been doing a good job of not like going too crazy on the thirst i mean but everyone in the show is very attractive and i can't wait to see what happens with them um, I really hope that Steven saves Layla and Mark's and Steven's marriage. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot that happens. That That's, you know, we can really share and say. And, and this show is awesome. And I can't wait for more. Um, you can find me here on Nom Talk and uh, at Sabina Has No R on Twitter and I have been so deep into Moon Knight world that I'm just like, I don't, I've, I've run out. I've run out of things that I can say. Um, but we'll just go around and have everyone, uh, you know, tell us where you, we can find you. So I'm Michael Lee, and you can find me at I am Michael J. Lee on most of the social media um, places out there. And I also write for There's a Color, uh, that's in LA, and We Live Entertainment. Awesome. And I'm Whitney and you can find me under whimsical Whitney underscore on Instagram and Whitney Allis on Facebook. I am a theme culinary artist and singer. So yeah, I always post all kinds of fun themed stuff. Make some Turkish delights. Honestly, yeah, oh, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to. After seeing those cupcakes you made, oh my gosh, I want to see more, like I'm gonna do it. more of your stuff. You have to. Oh man. Um, and I'm Moon Knight Mike, uh, Mike Manalo. Um, I'm also on the Nerds of Color and uh, that's at LA, uh, but also on whattowatch.com. You can see my weekly Moon Knight recaps um, halfway through the series, series so far. And I think it's going to be my favorite. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, but hands down, I'm, I'm loving this show so much. Uh, you can find me at TidyBullBoy182 on Twitter and Instagram um, or just on the Nerds of Color and What to Watch and that's at LA. Go follow us on, on all the places, follow Nom Talk, and we'll see you next week. Toodles. <laughs>